Live from the Ref Sports Radio Network, powered by Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time to get locked in to the best Sooner recruiting and football news with Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000 or text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Oh, let's go. Been waiting all week for this, waiting all month for it. It's one of the best single days that we have here at the Ref. It is Tulsa Day. We are live from the 918. We've been live from the 918 all day today. We got post game coverage of OU Arkansas coming tomorrow. The Ref in the 918. It's Tulsa Day. And I'm live at the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, on East 41st Street in Tulsa. And I heard earlier today, I was at one of our uh, few remotes that we had earlier. So people were asking, hey, where are you at? I said, I'm at the Buffalo Wild Wings on 41st Street. They said, oh, that's the best one. But you are at the best Buffalo Wild Wings. So if you don't want to take it from me, that's fine. Take it from the locals. This is the spot to be for the next four hours. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. And, Parker, what you don't know is that we're going to have a special guest this entire hour. Travis Davidson is standing next to me. Oh, What's going on, dude? <laughs> you talking up, to me or talking to Travis? Man. Well, I was talking to you. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You, you, you guys can exchange. Dude, dude was slightly yeah. ambiguous. <laughs> no, it's it's great to have you along, Trav. We're we're in your town today. So, the That's king right. of T Town, right. Travis Davidson, on with us for locked in. I love it. I love it. I love it. Give me all of this action. Can I set you up, Travis, for a corny response before we get into recruiting in the transfer <laughs> yeah, portal? I hope I hit it. So, oh yeah, you're, you're our 918 guy, and we're going to have a lot of 918 listeners up here. They've been all over the place, all of our remotes. The, the support has been fantastic. But what does it mean for Tulsa to have a radio station that, one, covers what pretty much everyone cares about, OU, but that also shows Tulsa the attention that, you know, maybe it hasn't had over the past several years? Yeah, I think that – you know, we look at, you know, the attendance of, like, last year's basketball game, right? Like, Arkansas fans everywhere. You know, it's the, what, fourth closest FBS school because Stillwater's closer, Fayetteville's closer, and then obviously we have two TU here. But it's, it's, it's really important because OU, you know, sure, it's got Schusterman here and everything like that, but there's a lot of people in Tulsa, man. Yeah. Like, a lot of OU fans, a lot of OU alums, and... I, I love being the, the kind of Tulsa representative of the station, if you will. Obviously, Plank has spent a ton of time here, and he's got, you know, a lot of good, uh, you know, resources here and whatnot. But I like it because it's we're in a podcast era, right? I mean, we're in a specialized era. The 30,000-foot the view of sports, I mean, it's cool, I guess. It's necessary. But people are people want to lock in to – what they want to hear, and what they want to hear is about OU football. So uh, I love Tulsa Day. It's my favorite day of the year, selfishly. Um, I actually have come to this specific Buffalo Wild Wings to watch UFC <laughs> fights. Nice. So that does stand to reason with the locals. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, I love it. Couldn't be happier to be part of the station. Diane's here. already here. Diane's ready to party. She's That's seeing right. uh, some of the things that Buffalo Wild Wings is handing out. So I know she's already got her 918 Ref Army T-shirt. I think I gave her a I Believe in Brent button earlier. She's got it all. She's, she's all equipped. Okay, Parker, here's what's funny is 
I've been to two of our remotes today, and I was at where you're hanging out today, and two of the Ref Army listeners both said, dude, we got to get Braylon Presley. So we're, <laughs> we're in Norman, Oklahoma City talking about Braylon Presley, but the love for that kid and getting him to OU is even stronger up here in Tulsa than maybe where we're doing a show every single day. I mean, hey, people in the state of Oklahoma love their in-state kids. And so with all the smoke recently surrounding Oklahoma and Braylon Presley and similar smoke surrounding OU and Mike at Seas, I think there's a lot of hope right now across the state, and particularly in the 918, that one, if not both of those guys, wind up a sooner in the end. Uh, and look, I, I don't know that either of those things ends up happening. Uh, I'd like to believe that they will, but... Uh, the circumstances can change so quickly uh, in this new era of college football, and especially this week with all the guys that continually hit the portal day after day after day. Uh, it's almost like a completely new slate when you wake up in the morning as to who all of a sudden uh, is on the market in the portal once again. So, look, one of the things that we have emphasized and that Brent Venables emphasized the minute he took the job was we have to make sure that relationships are strong within the state of Oklahoma and that we are locking down this state in order to make sure that the DNA of our program, the nucleus of our program, remains very tied in locally. And it's guys like Micah Tease and Braylon Presley that are going to goad those efforts. And so uh, we've talked about Presley a lot since he hit the transfer portal on Monday. I, and I said it yesterday, I will say it again. If there's a spot for him at Oklahoma, I think he's going to be at Oklahoma. I don't really think you have to think twice about that. Now the question becomes, is there a spot for him at Oklahoma? Is that spot going to be there? I would hope that there is, but we'll see. Now, you won't find many uh, bigger Braylon Presley fans than myself. Kind of goes for that whole family. Now, Parker, I want to pose a question to you. Is there a situation that exists that – OU might have to decide between Brennan Presley and Micah Tease because theoretically if Braylon ends up a sooner that obviously dramatically increases the chances that Brennan hops in the portal and joins him in Norman they've always played together I wouldn't see why it would stop now and with that you know you got to play the numbers game right so you know do you take you know portal wide receivers that could be instant um, you know contributors could be instant you know all-conference guys, right? Or do you take a third receiver, right? So could there be a bit of Tulsa attrition? Oh, man. that's And that's a tough question. It's a good question because, yes, especially when you're talking about offensive skill position guys, you're going to have to play the numbers game because there are, only, there are only so many scholarships to go around. They're not building this thing around the mule shoe model where you allocate 45 of your 85 scholarships to wide receivers, right? So uh, you're going to have to be scrupulous with who you take and who you don't. But I'm firmly of the opinion, man, that if you got an Oklahoma kid that you believe can be a player in the Crimson and Cream and that can meaningfully contribute to the bottom line for this program, you find room for him because you can't put a price tag on those types of players. If you got a guy that wants to be there, that lives and breathes and bleeds OU football, all they want to do is wear the crimson cream, and they're good enough to not only compete, but compete at a very high level in your uniform. Give me all of those guys if I'm in charge of uh, 
allotting the scholarships at the University of Oklahoma. I don't think you can ever have too many of those types of players. 405-651-3439. Several of you already interacting with us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which, by the way, Tulsa brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. We appreciate their continued support. Let's get to a few here. Jimmy and Duncan says, Braylon Presley isn't coming as a wide receiver. If he comes, it will be as a running back. Yeah, I think that was – I think – uh I think Jimmy might have misunderstood what I was saying. Um, Braylon would come as a running back. He wants to be, you know, playing out of the backfield. That's what he played in high school. That's what he played in middle school. That's what he put up over 5,000 yards rushing or about 5,000 yards rushing at Bixby. I am saying that if Braylon comes, that might domino affect Brennan Presley, his older brother, who is a wide receiver and a darn good one at that. He would then maybe be in the portal and look to join him in Norman. So, yes, I do know that Braylon would not come here as a wide receiver. He would come here as a running back. Um, But Brennan Presley, again, very similar names, different people. Brennan Presley would be uh, the one in the wide receiver spot. Uh, Let's see. Are the coaches even talking to Presley and Micah Tease? Um, I know the coaches are talking to Micah Tease. They've been talking – They've been talking for a long time to Micah Tease. I mean, Brandon Hall obviously kind of started that. They were talking a lot. Um, Valai was recruiting Micah Tease to Alabama, so when Valai came, he was stoked that Valai was going to be at Oklahoma. Um, Back in the Evans commitment time, the original commitment time with Evans, uh, the night before that commitment, uh, LaDamian Washington had reached out, and then they've been maintaining contact. So uh, the coaching staff for sure has been in touch with Micah for a while now. Um, with Braylon, it's interesting because when the staff came on, you know, when, when the staff change happened, uh, you know, a year ago, Venables kicked the tires. You know, he said, hey, is there any interest? You know, it was kind of too late at that point. But Braylon likes himself some Jeff Levy, loves himself some Jeff Levy. Um, and uh, really likes Venables. And, you know, Venables, uh, it's my understanding, that had a conversation said, you know, if you ever enter the portal, you know, look me up. So uh, it's really into that. I know they've had preliminary conversations with Braylon um, as far as uh, kind of some staffers getting those guys in touch with them. But right now it's crazy. you got in-home visits. you got other – A lot I mean, going on, all man. over the place. And you can't just take – you know, 50, well, I don't know, I can't remember the exact number. You have a limited number of in-home visits that you can take. So well, yeah, and it's like, it's a tough time to try and be like, hey, can you carve out, you know, some time? It's it's just tough, man. They're all over the place. Two more texts. Tyler, how about Baker? Are you loving Baker more than Plank? Did it taint the moment, him talking about Muleshoe to you? Do you think he was staying with Muleshoe in L.A. the next four weeks? And if so, does that reduce your opinion of Baker to Sooner Nation? Not even Muleshoe can steal my joy or steal the joy that I had last night of Baker Mayfield not only having or getting the go-ahead touchdown, Travis Davidson and Parker Thune, but 98 yards after a beautiful punt that went right down the sideline. It's not the fact that Baker Mayfield scored on that final drive. It's the fact he had to roll like 98 yards. He threw a beautiful ball in the end zone. No, no, not even me. Nobody can take away my joy (laughs) from it, Parker. Not only did he go 98 yards, Tyler, but he went 98 yards with no timeouts. Yes. With a playbook that he'd had about 48 hours to get acclimated to. So Colin Cowherd, of all people, said it this morning. I think he's actually spot on. 
That's the most impressive win of Baker Mayfield's professional career. When you consider the oh, circumstances yeah. and everything that was at play last night in his first appearance as a Los Angeles Ram two days after getting claimed off waivers by the team, he's wearing a number that is going to take some getting used to. I Seeing Baker Mayfield wearing number 17 is weird, Tyler. I'm sure it's just as weird for you as this for me. It but is. Seeing that dude wear number 17 for the defending Super Bowl champions and lead a 13-point comeback in the closing minutes of that game, capped off by a 98-yard touchdown drive with no timeouts and a minute 41 to work with. That was vintage Baker Mayfield, and that lends some optimism that maybe, just maybe, Baker Mayfield isn't completely washed out as a professional quarterback yet. He's got four games now. He's essentially got a four-game audition the remainder of this year because he's not going to be returning to L.A. in 2023. That job is Matthew Stafford's as long as as long as long he's healthy enough and has the desire to play football. Ma- Matthew Stafford is going to be the Los Angeles Rams starting quarterback. But Baker Mayfield has four games to audition for a starting gig or at the very least uh, an opportunity to put himself in a legitimate competition to start elsewhere across the NFL in 2023. I'd like to see him go and seize that opportunity here in the month of December, and I'm still one of those that is going to bet on Baker Mayfield until the wheels fall off. Yeah, well, he keeps on, uh, you know, getting you to come back for more. Uh, You know, you talk about uh, kind of the gambler uh, mentality that it it seems to, you know, bring up. It's it's like, you know, you, you caught some cold cards, and then you hit that one hand, and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm gonna leave. Now we're on a heater. Yep. I'm gonna, go. We're on a heater. Don't get yeah, up at the table. Don't I, change the number. Seventeen. Knew, you got to keep it. Now. I knew I could make money gambling. You know, it's, <laughs> it's that little bit, right? Well, you know, you say that you know he won't be in Los Angeles in 2023. Parker, what do you think about this? And Tyler, you too. What do you think about this? Matt Stafford is aging, and he is you know dealing with injuries down the stretch that don't necessarily look like uh, you know you're going to get a ton more time out of him. What if I mean, and, and LA doesn't have any you know money or picks or anything like that. But what if Baker goes on like a one or two year deal between seven and nine million dollars to stay in LA with Sean McVay, hey, get some stability, and then take over from Matt Stafford once he leaves? Keep in mind, I mean, we he has had seven coaches in five years. What Baker, I mean, Baker would take a pay cut just to stay with an offensive minded coach that can get the most out of him just to stay there. And, you know, that, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Maybe Baker Uh, as a backup for a couple years on the cheap as opposed to going off to whatever other franchise that's going to pay him a little bit. The internet said he was going to be OU's next quarterback coach. Yeah. Okay. Well, hypothetical counterpoint here. Sean McVay re- retires at season's end to go into TV, and Muleshoe becomes the next head coach of the L.A. Rams. No. no. Yeah, well, I, Why are you going to ruin this part? I was thinking that would eventually go that way where Lincoln would try and get Caleb to the Rams somehow or another with what draft capital they don't have. But that was the ultimate goal was for him and Caleb to both be in L.A. playing for the Rams. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts over there. I just think it would be best for Baker to – Get some stability in his in his professional life because he he hasn't had it from a leadership yeah. perspective. How awesome was that though last night? Oh, I mean, come on, so good. How can you not root for that guy? Throwing dots, amazing. throwing dots all over to guys he doesn't even know. I'm going to call it the greatest comeback in NFL football history. It's not, but let's just have our day today on Tulsa Day and just yeah. call it that. Hey, Travis and I are live at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street, right here in Tulsa. 
Visit any Buffalo Wild Wings until the end of the year and receive a free $5 bonus gift card with the purchase of $25 in gift cards. Limit four per guest per visit. $5 bonus card, not redeemable, uh, redeemable on alcohol. That's a pretty good deal. We'll tell you about uh, all the great deals that they have here at Buffalo Wild Wings as the show rolls on. If you haven't heard who the rumored OC is at Texas A&M, oh, you want to hear this. It's Rich. We'll tell you who it is coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Locked in with Tacoma Spoon. Davidson's hanging out with us today. Travis Davidson, live at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street here in Tulsa, where they are introducing Your Choice Tuesday. Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings, or buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Now available dine-in and carry-outs. Exclusions apply. Buffalo Wild Wings, hashtag roar. I can't do it like uh, the guy on the commercials there. Uh, what's his name? He's like an Instagram guy. Uh, Bob, uh, God, what's his name? Bob, uh, I-, I can't remember his name, but he does all the Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. And he oh, has very, yeah, 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 yeah. He has very R-rated material on Instagram. <laughs> so. uh, Tulsa Day, by the way, brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. All right, to pay off a tease, the rumored next offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Come on. I hope they can I hope they can I hope they have several neck braces available there in College Station. <laughs> it sounds like it might be Bobby Petrino, guys. Oh man, it would be I've already seen there's a thread on 247 right now that is Oh, it's it's worth the VIP price alone. Not even for OU content, just for that entertainment. I mean, you have A&M fans entering the portal simply due, due to the interview of Bobby Petrino. Um, I mean, you already have Durkin as a defensive coordinator who might have killed, killed somebody. Kid. So, I mean, so when you start thinking about culture, you know, issues, if Dabo brings him on, oh, or I mean, sorry, if Jimbo brings him on, oh, man, that's going to be fun. What's going to catch more heat, Parker? Uh, well, I mean, the Hugh Freeze hire got a ton at Auburn. It's, you know, a couple weeks old. The Hugh Freeze hire at Auburn or the uh, Bobby P hire at A&M? Oh. So it's like, here's the thing. At face value, if you're just talking about one hire, the Hugh Freeze one is more egregious to me. But, again, when you have the greater backdrop of everything that A&M is right now culture-wise, because obviously Jimbo is a scumbag. Obviously DJ Durkin is a scumbag. So you want to throw a third scumbag into the mix in Bobby Petrino? Again, if you're just talking about one individual, yeah, I think Hugh Freeze probably outweighs Bobby Petrino. But all in all, if we're talking about uh, the entirety of the program and where it stands morally, it's hard to get further down the in the barrel than Texas A&M is right now, especially if they bring on Bobby Petrino. Well, and... The, the, the thing is you don't want to be in that conversation, right? Like you, like if you're making hires, you don't want other teams' radio stations around the country asking which is the worst look. You know what I mean? Like you want to keep yourself out of those conversations, right? Yeah, I mean, ideally, yes, unless you really need to win, Travis. And that guy's – because, you know, say what you want about Bobby Petrino, we've already said a lot, but he took Arkansas to a sugar bowl. He took Arkansas to a Cotton Bowl and a Sugar Bowl, I believe, in consecutive years. I know that he took him to both of those bowl games. I think they were back-to-back years. 
I mean, think of that. Think of taking Arkansas to a Sugar Bowl. Bobby Petrino did that. And Missouri State isn't a bad little football team either. And they came close to beating Oklahoma State last year in Stillwater early in the uh, non-conference uh, portion of the schedule. So he's a really good coach, and he's a really good offensive mind. It's proven out over time. But, yeah, A&M's going to get made fun of if, for this If time. you have cultural issues, you can't continue to compound them, right? I mean, like, winning solves everything. And if, if Petrino were to go to, I don't know, the Nick Saban you know, school of, uh, you know, finishing school for failed head coaches or something like that. Like, if Petrino ended up taking, like, Bill O'Brien's job, it would be one thing of, like, oh, man, Nick's giving him, you know, a second chance and doing this, that, and the other. Like, because the culture is strong at Bama. You go to an already, you know, rickety culture they got down at A&M, and they can't can't sustain that type of thing. 918 says, does Bobby Petrino get all access to the volleyball team at A&M? Unbelievable. Sugar Shane in Newcastle, next quarterback coach at A&M, Johnny Menzel. Yeah, maybe. They'd love that. (laughs) Bob Minnery. Hand in gloves. Yes, text line. Thank you, text line. Bob Minnery is who I'm thinking of. So, speaking of A&M, and – Tra- or, uh, let, let's go to Parker first for this one. So we've been talking for about a month now, Parker, that, oh, boy, once the transfer portal officially opens, A&M is going to get decimated by how many players leave the program. Has it been as bad as anticipated for A&M players leaving the portal? And who would you say have been the two to three programs in college football that have been hurt the most so far by departures in the portal? Well, I'd say you definitely have to look at Texas A&M as one because, I mean, you look at the names that carry some weight, right? Denver Harris in the portal, Chris Marshall in the portal. Those were two cornerstones, two of the five stars that helped headline A&M's 2022 class that was the highest-ranked class in the history of the modern recruiting era, right? And so I'll say this. I don't think A&M has seen their last portal departures, let me put it that way. That exodus is still very much ongoing. But as I look at other programs across the country, man, Oklahoma State has lost a lot. And maybe there's some regional bias. Maybe we just have taken more notice of it because it's right up the road in Stillwater. But, man, that program has lost a lot. Those are the two right now that I'm looking at as the schools that probably have the most to replace heading into next year, Texas A&M and Oklahoma State, because you look at what Oklahoma's lost just for the sake of comparison, right? Theo Weiss was a legit contributor. Nobody else saw substantial snaps. Of the 16 other guys that have entered the portal, you're replacing a whole bunch of Jags. And Jags might be too kind of a word for some of those guys. You're replacing a whole bunch of guys that never – would have played meaningful football at the University of Oklahoma. It's not the case for Oklahoma State and for Texas A&M. They're replacing some guys, and they have to replace some guys who played a lot of meaningful football at those two institutions. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. With Oklahoma, it is quite crystal clear that it is processing. This is processing. You know, there are some people that it was probably a surprise to them that they ended up in the portal, Right. But at A&M and Oklahoma State, they're losing production and, again, to your point, cornerstones. They, they lost the heartbeat of yeah, the football team absolutely. Sanders. Well, and, and the thing is, that makes it, like, who's lining up to go to Oklahoma State now? If you're if you're leading rusher, if you're starting quarterback, if, you, if you've got, you know, Trace Ford and all these guys leaving, like, who's looking at that and being like, oh, man, this is, this is somewhere that I can really grow? But then to A&M's point, 
you know, when you talk to an A&M fan about all their uh, kids going in the portal, they're saying, oh, well, yeah, because he got suspended. He got kicked off the team. We're getting rid of the problem children. Well, you know what? That's You recruited problem children. That's the whole point, and that's why a guy like Todd Bates always talks about, you know, right? Like you recruit your problems. You know, recruit the wrong five-star. He'll beat you every day. You don't have to get rid of a bunch of your culture problems if you don't bring them there in the first place. Yeah, A&M getting, de- getting decimated is not a surprise. Oklahoma State to this level maybe maybe a little bit of a surprise. But, yeah, it's not only that Spencer Sanders is out, guys. It's, you know, Garrett Rangel didn't actually, you know, light up the world when he played this year. Gundy's son didn't light up the world when he was there this year. They are going to need a transfer portal quarterback. I understand that they've got a really nice high school uh, three-star quarterback coming in from the state of Nebraska, Zane Flores. He looked really good in the state championship game, but OSU needs an upgrade at QB, and I just, I'm not hearing a whole lot of rumblings right now about them being in any sweepstakes for some of those big-time quarterbacks, Parker. Well, And Mike Gundy himself has said, I'm not a big portal guy. Well, guess what, Yeah, they're snowflakes. They're snowflakes if they're in the portal. You're going to have to get with the times because the times are changing in college football. The times have changed already, and they continue to change. And if you don't get on board, you're going to get left in the dust. Mike Gundy's going to have to play the portal game. He's going to have to recruit transfers. And if he doesn't, look, I'm sorry, and I'm one of those that – it's, it would take a lot for me to doubt what Oklahoma State can accomplish year to year as a program just because they continually outperform expectations. But if there's one thing that can sink this Oklahoma State program, it is a flat refusal to get with the times and recruit the transfer portal. Text line, how about Petrino and Art Bryles as co-OCs at A&M, getting all the rotten eggs in the same rotten basket? Uh, A&M might as well add Art Bryles, and they can have all the scumbags in the same place. Dang. I mean, feeling hey, you today. said they need to win, right? You said they need to win. Any uproar if Kale Gundy goes to Texas A&M? Kale Gundy's not going to Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kale Gundy ain't going to A&M. And he's not OSU's quarterback coach either. Yeah, I um... – Somebody met – so I, te- I was texting with Kale yesterday and was like, hey, I heard this. Well, he's like – He's like, no, don't don't believe anything you hear. Stop, don't believe the rumors. That, I, I know where that rumor got started what? yesterday, but yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I happen to know where that rumor got started, too. I think it's pretty common knowledge at this point in time. Yeah, so. It seems to be a very common source for bogus rumors these days. <laughs> weird, weird. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's a Friday afternoon. Arkansas is coming to town up here in the 918. I feel like people are feeling a little bit edgy, you know. Uh, come join us at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street right here in Tulsa. Tulsa Day brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. Appreciate their continued support of us right here at the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Parker Thune, more OU Cruton. Who's going to be in town this weekend? What 23 recruits, what transfer portal players will be in Norman this weekend? Well, there's a list. We'll give you a hint as to who those players will be coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Old Davidson's hanging out with us today for the second time this week. We are live at the Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street in Tulsa. And uh, Ref Army members are showing up. I RSVPs for later on in the show. A lot of people are coming by, getting their uh, limited edition Tulsa Day Ref Army 918 t-shirts, which... 
look pretty good, might I say. I, I think you snagged one for your mom, right? Absolutely. So, Sue, if you're listening, uh, you've got a shirt on the way, uh, early Christmas present, I suppose. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, your choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on their traditional wings or buy one, get one free on their boneless wings. So now, those now available, dine-in and carry-outs. Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street in Tulsa. All right, Parker, in terms of visitors for this weekend, it sounds like there's going to be quite a bit. Are, are the McCullough brothers maybe the, the big draw this weekend for the staff? Are those the two names that we should be watching the closest? Yes, definitely. By the way, uh, recent Oklahoma recommit Austin Stogner is also going to be in town for what that's worth. But uh, nice. yeah, I can't. I, I can't get too. Uh, I can't disclose a whole heck of a lot with regard to portal guys, just because that's something that naturally gets kept a little bit closer to the vest uh, in a situation like this where Oklahoma's doing battle with a lot of elite programs for some of these guys, the likes of. Uh, Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech, Trace Ford, maybe a guy like JoJo Earl, the transfer wide receiver from Alabama. But I will say this, you have four commits this weekend that are taking official visits. In addition to the McCullers, Eric McCarty's doing his official, as are the two Washington boys, Heath Ozida and Josiah Wagner. And then you've got Josh Bates coming in for his official as well from out in Durango, Colorado. Yes. Speaking of Josh Bates, uh, uh, you know, I know they're uh, the other site, but Rivals has now up uh, Keon Brown, Josh Bates, um, and Taylor Wine all to four stars. So continues to be, um, you know, testament to the evaluation of the staff. Oh, boy. Gunny of Stutzman's Army says, coming in hot towards Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have no doubt that when Gunny walks in the store, everyone's going to know that Gunny just walked through the <laughs> I'm door. I'm not going to stand with my back to the door anymore. <laughs> I don't know if, he, if he's ever walked through a door not coming in hot, <laughs> as we've uh, we've witnessed a couple times. But, no, um, you know, when you see all the crystal balls that have come in for both McCullough brothers, it's, you know, hard to think, Travis, that there's not a chance that both of those guys could maybe potentially commit on the spot this weekend. Maybe it's silent, maybe it's public, but if you were to get commits from both of those guys, man, that'd be a nice addition to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's – we were always taking another safety. So anybody that's saying, oh, well, that means we're not getting Peyton Bowen. No, we were always taking another safety. Think back to the Ryan Yates commitment or recruitment. Um, we're always taking another. And then, you know, it's not the where, – where some people might not go crazy about Deshaun, the older brother from, from Indiana. Like, they might not go crazy because it's not one of the big names, right? But this is – be excited about this. He's a freshman All-American. If you're looking for a few things in the portal, Tyler, you look for uh, production. Yeah. You look for eligibility. Yeah, yeah. good start. Um, two for two. And and he's got both. Um, and he happens to come with a four-star safety, you know, younger brother. Um, so you get you, you get a ton, a ton more time out of him. He's a freshman All-American. And, uh, yeah, I, I think – I think Sooner fans should be wildly excited about this. Any new update, Parker, on Dorian Singer uh, in the portal from Arizona? 66 receptions, 1,105 yards, led the Pac-12 and six touchdowns. He's one of the better wide receivers in the portal. I know OU made a new wide receiver offer out of La Tech, Trey Harris. Does that signal at all that maybe they don't feel like they're in the best spot for Dorian Singer or, or, or no? Well, not necessarily. You just have to cast something of a broad net because with a guy like Dorian Singer, you're going to have every program worth their salt 
with a scholarship available for a wide receiver after a guy like Dorian Singer in the portal because he led the Pac-12 in receiving this year. He's one of the more coveted commodities on the entire market, not just at receiver, but regardless of position. So you can't put all your eggs in one basket with a guy like that. Oh, you really, really likes Trey Harris out of Louisiana Tech. As you mentioned, they have offered Ra-Ra Thomas out of Mississippi State. And again, I will bring up a name that every Sooner fan should know from years past. If you don't, if you didn't become acquainted with him as a prospect, get acquainted with him. JoJo Earl, formerly of Alito High School Mm -hmm. down in Texas, an Alabama outcast who is now on the market. And let me tell you what, Oklahoma has a ton of size right now in the wide receiver core. But what you don't have right now is you don't have a guy with game-breaking speed and elusiveness. Well, you got at least two of those guys out there on the transfer market right now uh, that I think will have a very legitimate shot of landing at Oklahoma in Braylon Presley and JoJo Earl. What do you think about the uh, – they're going big game hunting for a wide receiver. Yeah. It, it, it seems pretty obvious that they're, they're going to get a wide receiver. Right. And – and you have to go big game hunting because this isn't just you know a depth thing. We've got a lot of wide receivers. Like you don't you don't just want to add more and more depth, right? So when you're bringing in a guy like that, and you know you might be one and done, maybe two and done, they need to be an all conference type guy immediately when they walk through the door. So need to be difference makers. Need to be contributors at a position of need. Uh, I, I still like what we've got in um, Nick Anderson. And in Jaden Gibson, not to mention J.J. Hester and L.V. Bunkley-Shelton. But all four of those names, they haven't produced. So go get a guy that's got some production. What is going on uh, um, with Miss Terry and them up there in uh, Tuscaloosa? I mean, they're, they're, they've got one of the highest uh, rates of uh, portal entrance, and it seems like some contributors. So I, I don't know what's going on down there in Tuscaloosa. Just turned y'all on. Did we get the Indiana kid committed? You're talking about the San McCullough? No, not yet. Not, not yet. But that's the goal is this weekend to get him committed. And uh, that would be a top ten portal edition via 24-7 sports. Brian in Tulsa says Gunny and I both coming in hot. So, oh, boy, the party's really about to <laughs> arrive here. Dallas Bill says any uh, T-shirts left, I will be there in ten minutes. Yes, Dallas Bill, we still uh, have a few T-shirts. But they're going to be gone here in, in the next hour. Um, as more and more people start showing up, these um, limited edition Ref Army T-shirts are going to be out the door. So you, you, you better you better get on over here to Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street here in Tulsa, and uh, claim yours. And and during the rush today, I will be giving away two uh, OU Arkansas basketball tickets. There you go. Courtesy of uh, Air Comfort Solutions and the OU Club of Tulsa. No big deal. You get a chance to win tickets for tomorrow's game. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Tulsa Day brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. We'll catch up on the text. We'll uh, hit more with this recruiting class and the transfer portal as well. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is The Ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. All right, final segment of Locked In, Macoma Stoon, Travis Davidson hanging out with us today. He'll join Teddy Lehman and myself on the rush from 3 to 6 today. Buffalo Wild Wings, 6222 East 41st Street in Tulsa. Anthony from Broken Arrow rolled in. 
Gunny of Stutzman's Army, Brian in Tulsa just made his way in. So, oh boy, the party's uh, starting here at the Buffalo Wild Wings. It's uh, who knows what might happen tonight, you know? Who knows? Never count the ref army out. You never know what type. Especially of, uh, the last remote of the day, right? <laughs> I, you know, yeah. that's uh, closing time. Yep. <laughs> you know, Friday afternoon. You know the. Uh, Big game tomorrow, obviously, against Arkansas. I'm really excited for that, man. What a, what a game last year that was. So, um, you know, going into it, a lot of people didn't give us a chance last year, and I think Porter's got the, the guys playing really well. I'm excited for it. Special shout-out to Connie Hensley, who is uh, listening to us right now. She's not in Tulsa. She's not in the 918. She is here in spirit, um, but she's listening to OKC right now. Shout-out to uh, Connie Hensley, big OU fan, listening to us today. and. What Connie wants to hear, she didn't tell me this, but I'm just guessing. She wants to know how big of a deal it is. What's the positive of these NILs at OU starting to form together? And, Travis, I'll let you start off with that. Oh, it's it's big time. You know, it's NIL is already new, and it's complicated, and a lot of people have questions, things like that. So the easier you can make it for everybody, you you basically want to break down the barriers between you know, the the donors' pockets and the NIL collectives, if yep. we're really being honest with ourselves. So this is great. I'm glad that uh, Gabe and Dusty um, are, are combining Strengthening Oklahoma with Crimson and Cream Collective. I will say it is important to know that if you were a part of Strengthening Oklahoma, your subscription will end in like a week, and you need to go resubscribe to Crimson and Cream Collective if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, but, yeah, the, the combination. It just makes it less confusing, yeah. basically. Just well, and all it's, in one roof. And, and I hope they continue to do that. I hope that all of the collectives, by the time maybe next season starts even, that they get them all under one roof. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense to do it any other way. And if, these, and, and if the collectives are truly there to benefit the student-athlete, Tyler, then they will do it. Yeah. And that's the key. Um, Parker, I had to laugh yesterday, I think, when I saw it. Hayes Fawcett sent out an edit of Samson Okanlola, the offensive lineman. And it's like, hey, okay, he's going to make his college decision on December 15th. And normally when it says that, there's an edit of three to five teams mostly. I'm showing Travis right now. It looks like every single logo of every Power Five it looks team like, is on it. It looks like edit. polka dots in the background uh, when you show me across the room, and uh, I get closer, and it's a hundred schools. I think like Montana State even has a logo. Got to watch here. for them. Got to watch so, for them. I OU, wonder if the Petrino decision to leave Missouri State. You know, he might have gone there. You never know. So OU has a logo in this edit, Parker, but I'm not going to take it too seriously because I'm pretty sure that's Montana State's logo right next to it for the big time O lineman. Yeah, I, look, he's trying to play up the hype as five stars do. Man, he, he, you know what's wild? I was talking about this the other day with a friend. Oklahoma somehow managed to get the two lowest maintenance five stars in this entire class in Jackson Arnold and P.J. Atabare, and then they somehow managed to be in the final hunt for two of the highest maintenance five stars down the stretch <laughs> in D.J. Hicks and Peyton Bowen, the duality of this recruiting class. Yeah, well, and I think, Parker, you know, that's a great point. And I think it's made probably, I know, your job harder, um, Brandon's job, even our job, because I, I think people have been so used to the Hicks and the Bowen uh, kind of recruiting uh, circus, really, that it's been, that they just assume every recruitment's got to be like this, right? So the, so then they look at, you know, PJ and Jackson, they go, well, well, we got it, you know, are they still solid? What's going on? Because 
it's almost like we've been conditioned to think that more recruitments are like Hicks and Bowen when really it's it's not the case. So Travis and I are going to be doing a postgame show tomorrow for the OU Arkansas basketball game. It's supposed to start around 2.30. Well, I mean, we'll start at 2.30 is when we're going to start it. Now, I'm going to have my computer pulled up, and we're probably going to be watching that Geyer DeSoto game mm-hmm. in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Now, the competition has been getting tougher and tougher and tougher for Jackson Arnold, Peyton Bowen, and Ditton Geyer. But, Parker, are we going to see the same result in this semifinal game tomorrow? Is Jackson Arnold, Peyton Bowen, Ditton Geyer just too good, and they're going to they're gonna run into the state championship game? I think so, man. Like, if I had to put money down, if you're asking me to push my chips to the middle, I think Denton Geyer wins a state title. And, you know, we had Jackson Arnold on the ref pregame show just a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned how much confidence there is in that locker room that this is their year to get it done. They were state runner-ups Jackson's freshman year. They were state runner-ups last year to Austin Westlake, his junior year. Really seems like they're on a collision course with Austin Westlake in what would be a rematch of last year's state title game. So if that's what comes to fruition, you get Jackson Arnold versus Colton Vosick. How about that little subplot? Man, that'll be a fiery OU Texas Twitter day. And and isn't... they're, are they playing DeSoto this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow, so, tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, Jonte Cook and who's the other Texas commit? They've got two Trey Texas Weisner. commits. Trey Weisner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they've got two Texas commits there. We could have two Oklahoma commits. A little uh, little preview. I know a lot of people say, you know, it's the it's the Vosick and Jackson Arm thing, but this is very much a uh you know a preview maybe of red river down the road gunny already has a beer and it just makes me happy you know we talk about 40 times all the time i want a time of gunny walking through the front door and ordering a beer i think that's, that's his, i think that's his third <laughs> it probably i is, think he had two honestly. at the bar waiting on him uh, waiting uh, on him to tap him out it probably is <laughs> come join gunny have a beer buffalo wild wing 62 22 east 41st street in tulsa we're going to start talking about this OU Arkansas basketball game tomorrow. I wonder if there is a spread out already on this game. Regardless, this is going to be OU Hoops' toughest game of the year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think Arkansas is a team that legitimately, I think, yes, they can make a deep run in the tournament. Are they your Final Four team? Well, they just had a serious injury. But I think Arkansas is one of those teams, they get the right draw, they can absolutely be a Final Four team. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good, they're athletic. I mean, Good measuring is, stick uh, to see the growth from last year. This is a very, year. very good measuring stick game. All right, that'll do it for Parker. The rush is coming up next, live from Buffalo Wild Wings, East 45. Football, you love it, we love it, you live it, we live it. You need it, we got it. Nobody covers college football better. The rush, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network.